And it's like, you know, when your kid's like, hey, I want to lay in the bed. I'm like, well, I have to edge the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to my friend on a podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry oh, you're okay. hungry. <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I'm like an old man. Once they update everything, all my stuff is broken. All I was doing was muttering to my wife and kid today, this morning. I was like, these updates, my settings. And you got to get rid of all your child pornography. Oh, I, how do you think I make a living? What kind of pedophile has an iPhone? That's a good question. I wondered that. Like, there's a lot of pushback, and I. That's a low rent, old pedo. If you're like, I had it all saved on my the iCloud, and now it's gone. Yeah. How dare you take it from me? Absolutely. Like, uh, it's. I just so the weird thing is just so everybody's or I guess well welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. And we're uh, going to jail. <laughs> is uh, I, the first article I read was uh, Apple to start scanning photos for child pornography. Yeah, uh, pictures of your young kids most likely okay. And I was like, what the fuck? No, does that, that was mean? my. I was like, that's the hook, right? If they want to get rid of you or me or someone. It's because I'm at work and my wife sends a picture of my daughter in the bath. Exactly. And now we're both on the hook. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I was like, why the fuck would that be in the, you know, headline? And then I'm like, because <laughs> it's just the- a computer. It's just a robot going through your phone. And if it's your kid taking a dump on a toilet, they're like fucking cuffing, Kids man. First dump. See you on the other side, <laughs> yeah. bro. Welcome to the gulag. Because, dude, when it comes to... Uh, comes to that shit, it is guilty until proven innocent, man. Oh, yeah. So no. it's like, of course you have pictures of your kid in the bath because it's your kid. Of course. And, yeah. and it's cute to see and you've, your you've one-year-old shared them with your grow up and you share them with your parents and your grandparents and, and all this stuff. And then a robot goes through and <laughs> it doesn't get the second check from the human and all of a sudden you get cuffed and they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you'll just go to court and explain everything. But first, you need to tell all your neighbors you're a pedophile. Oh, you can go tell them afterwards the, the misunderstanding. But first, go knock <laughs> on their like, doors. The Black Mirror comedy future is like, once everyone's in jail, then is reality jail? Oh, like, interesting. They're like, Conti gotta go, Casey gotta go, Ash gotta go, Meg gotta go. Grandpa, grandma, gotta go, and we're all in this gulag, and then we're just like, oh, okay. I would. I, I don't we're know. Just still if, in jail. I don't Here's know if the- I'd mind that because I have an un. I have a fear of jail, as many people do, but like a, a yeah. genuine, anxious, like anxiety about incarceration. Again, as many people do. So if Are we're you- all incarcerated, I probably sleep better. Get my book. Yeah, do we all like- get our own bunk? Our own eight by six. Uh, it's like, do I got a bunk with reason, Peg Bundy? <laughs> uh, the reason why I love Brave New World so much is because he does Aldous Huxley doesn't spend a ton of time talking about it, but the main character is basically a guy who was in a in a trailer in a trailer park gulag, 
And they bring him into modern society, and he's Elvis. Because he doesn't take the drugs they take. Oh, he doesn't, oh, oh. like, work. And that's how they describe it, because they... It's basic. It's like a paragraph, I think, if I remember correctly. He basically he lived on a reservation because that's where they kept people who didn't conform. Right. And then they, he was like the coolest dude. So they're like, sideshow freak, bring him in. And I was just always like, huh. Sounds I'm a, I'm a gulag guy. It always sounded uh, majestic to me. Just I think solely think- based on that book. So you're saying you think you could go, you could do the the imprisoned nine to five, so to speak. What do you I go, laundry or kitchen? You laundry or kitchen? I say kitchen. You got, Definitely you got a little kitchen. more control kitchen if you get a choice. Like, it's like you filling out the questionnaire before you go in. Kitchen, laundry. No, they kitchen's primo. Well, all right. Here's the deal. Kitchen is. Primo, because you dole out treats, right? You might be able to sneak a little something from the commissary, which we all know how valuable soups are. Yeah. But I feel like if my dumb dad prison movie brain is right, laundry guy, he's got the inside man because he connects with the guys bringing in the laundry. So they bring in the smokes and and the guns. (laughs) That's the long con for me that I don't want any part of. Like, I just want the face man. You're the guy who can give me extra slop. Cool. You got my back extra slop. Right. I don't I want to be the guy you. that's bleaching towels and they're like, <laughs> we snuck a hooker in. If you say anything, I'll cut your fucking feet off. Right, right. Or and you're... I'm the guy who's still washing towels while they're sneaking in smokes and guns. And you, you're the guy who's got a year left and they finally pin... You know, a carton of cools on you, and you got another five. That's the prison. That's the that's a scary part of prison. You go in for two years for yeah. You know, doing something like uh, insider trading, right? And then you've oh, yeah. got to defend yourself, and you end up, you know, cutting some guy, and there's an infraction again. It's guilty until proven innocent. So you go into your one-on-one meeting where that guy probably doesn't like you just because you. They're like, "What is yeah. this guy insider trading?" I fucking hump. My I hump my ass to this guard job every day. Yeah. Denied extra five years. And then in that five years, you get hooked on toilet win. hooch. And they, they bust you. So you're already on an infraction. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, man. There's a uh, an amazing movie. Uh, I th- it, they've, it wasn't remade. The guy who directed and wrote it, like, brought his vision to life. It's called Shot Collar. Okay. The main character is um, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, and it's the same thing. Like, totally, he goes in because he's a fucking white-collared insider trader. He's just trying to, like, his first week, like, figure stuff out because I'm a crook, but not like you guys. And then there's, like, a, a gang fight, and he ends up saving, like, a fucking neo-Nazi so then he just becomes a neo-Nazi. Oh, bring him in. Yeah. To survive. Like, to survive. And then it's just, like, this evolution of, like, how he becomes a hardened right. inside criminal. And then what happens when he goes out and all the shit he had to do to live. It, it's it's fast. It's such a great movie. There's a ton of great character actors in it. Yeah. But same I- thing. It's exactly that. He's just like, um, 
Oh, how? Oh, someone shooting at someone? I didn't think there were guns in prison. Right, and then you do what you got to do to and survive, then but then you're in Adolf Hitler. Then you're basically. in forever. Exactly. I thought you were, by that title. I couldn't tell you the title of it. I couldn't tell you what it was called, what era, other than '80s. I want to say or early '90s. Hi, Harv. What's up? That dude. What's up? Dude, what's up? You look like you're maybe hanging in a pool. Uh, just bath. We had a bath. Ooh, we had, we had a, a bath. Had a midday bath. Prince among men. Mm -hmm. um, Queen among queens. I, there's a movie, early 90s, not called, you say the movie was called Shock Collar? Shot Collar. Shot Collar. Well, this movie might as well have been called Shock Collar. Because it was a futuristic prison movie, and these guys are in prison, and mm -hmm. part of the prison is, ka -chink, they put a collar on everybody. You don't know who your partner is, but if you get, like, 500 yards away from that partner, i.e. farther away than if one guy tries to bolt, Escape. that guy's head blow, both your heads blow up. Do -do 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 -do. So you get the beep, and then you got, like, 60 seconds to get closer to one another. Or your heads are going to blow off. Do you remember this? <laughs> was Christopher Lambert in this? Or was that this sounds, future prison? That movie? sounds exactly like who would be in it. Saw it HBO in a... In a the Highlander himself. In a hotel, you know, like when I, you oh, know, course, we got yeah. one of those hotel stays. So I saw... You're sitting at the foot of the bed, just sweaty. Oh, oh my God. that there's... You're like, oh, it's a prison movie. Oh, I hope there's a bare bosom in the first 10 minutes. Because otherwise, no luck. But then you see that watermelon explode and that blood spurt off you're like this <laughs> okay. is and again maybe that could be the trauma where like the prison because like again i was i was probably yeah. eight born in 83 again i was probably eight or nine boom it's a back-to-back -back, boys in the hood goodfellas prison movie yeah. where the heads blow off into stumps it's like <laughs> this is terrifying and then and then it ruined my trust in people because of course it's that one weasel guy <laughs> who's like i prison. don't give a shit i'm running and like because he doesn't believe that that's real and then the old doof you know who's just doing his time exactly yeah yeah i gotta follow you i gotta drag you back oh he's long gone can't drag him I back i love it because that that the pitch is so good because they're like yeah I cut my teeth writing chain gang pictures in the 70s. Future chain gang. <laughs> Invisible chain for the gang. As an entire chain gang made the run? Like a three-legged race? As a, a team? Like, why not? Oh, man, that would have been amazing. Like, why not take... You could totally... This movie writes itself. Yeah. Take the whole chain gang. All you got to do is take the entire team... Let, let's say... Terry Bradshaw and the, the Steelers or the 1980 Bears. Sure. And just put him in a whole movie, a whole movie with these dudes. And you're just like, Super Bowl champs, chain gang. So Sign is it, me up. Is it just so they they just have to do left, right, left, right, at least to get away. Then maybe they can break up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you, you could just totally take the arc of Cool Hand Luke. Just yeah. Take cool Hand Luke. You need a crusty. Crusty prison dean 
was a warden. 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 Yeah. Prison or dean. prison prison dean, as they will. As gentlemen, gentlemen, into the office. <laughs> prison dean. That's pretty funny. That would They'll be... send you to the sodomites. Oh, prison dean. I mean, that's kind of you see sometimes like the opposite of you know George Arpaio or Joe Arpaio or whatever. Who's making oh, these right, guys yeah, yeah. stay in the middle of the desert Modern, in yeah. tents wearing pink shirts because he thinks pink is shameful. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the opposite are prison deans. <laughs> the, the, the velveteen glove of the prison dean. The prison dean. But you can't trust that guy. That guy. That guy will throw you to the oh, wolves. That's a, see, that's a movie already. You got like, what's the, the prison football movie? Longest Yard? Yeah. Just do your prison movie, but you got prison dean. So he makes you do, like, Revenge of the Nerds-style academia challenges. Speaking of Revenge of, of the quiz, Nerds. A lot of quiz games. So, oh, well, that's like, contests. you could actually talk about penning a movie. You got Chain Gang, all for one, right? Super Bowl you got Chain that movie. Gang, yeah. Um, but then that's like a real feel-good movie. It's so funny, because I listened to uh, This American Life today about a prison a prison fuck. dean not well a prison uh james lipton that came in Ooh. and put on a production of hamlet with all these criminals violent criminals and yeah, by the yeah, end yeah. of it you start to hear so the the report is done by this theater critic i think for the new york times and he's interviewing these guys and like they're performing hamlet and all these guys just have like such a better understanding of these characters because of what they've been through and True. violence and murder and all this stuff and vengeance like and everything. And by when the you, end, when you speak of thinking about committing suicide, right? It's not an, an exercise. It's exactly. Like, no, no, I'm, I, that's where I am currently. What we're talking about. The last like soliloquy, I was outside humping in the lawn and I was almost in tears. I was like, this is the best Shakespeare I've ever heard. Because it was just, in the word, you know, they literally only get one hour before their actual performance to do a real dress rehearsal because the guards won't Fuck let them you. have props or anything. So, like, the theater director, and she is somebody who's, like, put on productions. She's on, mm -hmm. she's a prison dean at the actor studio or whatever that school is. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Is it but, Pace? Uh, what's that? Is it Pace? Yeah, is Pace. Pace. Studio? Yep, yep, yep. Um... So, like, they don't, like, have it, like, they're not off book, but they don't have their books on stage, like some shitty shows I've seen in New York. They just go for it. Yeah. She's like, just go for it. No, you guys don't have it memorized, but you know these characters. And it was incredible. So, you could write an actual script for Prison Dean, where he comes in, and he gets these guys, these hardened criminals, to enter an academathon what are those called i obviously wouldn't be on it yeah. a cat academy -a -thon. what's the the smart smart race what do they do where they smart go against race. they go into <laughs> they go against each other you know academic the, decathlon the, the the contest you do to get the nobel prize <laughs> the nerd olympics nobel race um uh but you get these guys you know everybody's counting them out but you bring them into the you know the harvard smart race and yeah. they start kicking ass because these guys have you know just never been given a chance and they show up because they the smarties when you all you had to say and i was like holy shit like 
how's that for fucking perspective for, you know, like, you and I aren't actors actors in the classic sense but we performed on stage and like we wrote our own stuff and you get that anxiety of performance and you try and put your all in but it's just that like nope you have one hour yeah before and then you do it and then you're you lose it forever well they got to rehearse but that was just a dress rehearsal but every they got to rehearse for a half an hour like a, a week just right you're a lot less lunch breaks is all I'm saying. Other than our JP rehearsals, nobody's stepping out to get pizza and chicken parmesans. No, because right? you're like, I have twenty twenty minutes to be with you. Yeah, and I'm with you, and we're not shooting the shit. We have a task. The else, it's just that super focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's talk about this for commitment and see if JP would do this in order to be a member of this ensemble. You had to get strip searched to and from every rehearsal. So if you want to do it, like you don't have to do that on a daily basis in prison, but because you're dealing with yeah. outside people, people, yeah, like face to face, you got to get your butt cheeks opened up. So you committed for that, and you just got a card waiting for you the whole time. Oh man, if only I could redo JP, and that was. Guys, did you bring any sketches? You gotta spread them. Sorry, you have your name in lights by now because you'd have just uh, you'd have some committed sketch comedians. That's for sure. Just JP is just a bunch of convicts. Be like, did you fucking come here and get have to hold your balls back? And all you brought me was Tecumseh Sherman's tuxedo shoes. Like you have that much faith that you took that much time on your hands. Yeah. Did you think about it? Did you understand? Did you get the gravity? Speaking of uh, hard pivot, but not because you mentioned Revenge of the Nerds and Revenge of the Nerds stars Anthony Edwards and Anthony Mm -hmm. Edwards was also in Top Gun. Mm -hmm. And there was also a certain actor in the film Top Gun. Oh, speaking of of actors of the highest caliber. Of the highest caliber. Documentary, as you recommended, Meg and I watched last night, Game Changer. How did that that land on your chest? How how was that? It was a ride. I spread my heart my cheeks for that one. (laughs) It was a ride, for sure. Uh... First of all, I had a total miss. Other than what I knew from you, because you and Ash went to see. So we're talking about a documentary about Val Kilmer on Amazon Prime. If you want to yeah. watch it, it's called Val. Totally worth your time, in my opinion. More oh, than yeah. more than worth your time. So I went into it with a total misconception of Val Kilmer because I thought he yeah. was just pretty boy, Iceman. Pretty boy, uptight douchebag. Yeah, which is what. <laughs> What was sold to us all. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then you will soon come to find out, like, he is... He puts James, Lips, James Lipton to shame with his uh, uh, artistic integrity in the world of acting and film and theater. He's in, It's incredible. It, it was so... Like, we watched that after we got back from Disney. Like, that was the first thing we sat down once we unpacked and sort of... Ash was like, it's on Amazon. We got to watch it. And I was like, I think, yeah, I could get into that. That sounds fun. That's and how I... Yeah. Crap. Yeah. 
was it just fantastic. It was just it it, it felt so good. Yeah, totally. Like that was going to be a dirge, but it wasn't because the guy's so interesting. He's so like he's just a vibrant person. Oh, for sure. Still, which obviously was the energy when we as we saw him at which just adds more weight to how cool he is because there's that scene where he talks about doing cons like he's got to do autograph line bullshit just to pay the bills because he can't act and that's where we saw him we saw him at the fucking funny bone comedy club in a mall it's fucking val kilmer yeah fucking doc holiday like the fucking just a fucking titan and he was so affable and fun and people kept asking him about Batman and he was so cool with it. he just rolled with it. Right. And this was years before like we saw him in this movie. Like he was even better thinner, like he hadn't he was still able to speak of yeah. his own volition. Of his own volition before the, the windpipe, the tracheotomy stuff. So we got to see him in the midst of it, and he was so cool. He was so funny. He was so, like, open and giving, and people would just, you know, like, why don't you make real genius, too? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, obviously I'm old, and look at me, and uh, no one's, re- you know, like, he just was, but he played with it, and he played with people, and just, like, just had that taught in that vivaciousness that energy which i had no idea of al kilmer i just thought he was an uptight asshole did you have him sign a pop figure and say to my wingman casey (laughs) no there's a scene where you're just like you you know again to my wingmans did this guy have to go through it i'll i'll put it in parallel to i don't know if you watch this documentary about the malice in the palace Mm mm-hmm do you, are you familiar with the Malice in the Palace? No, what is it? So in 2004, there was a huge brawl at the, what's it called? Something Palace in Detroit between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. It's the, yeah. And so I won't get, to, first of all, the, again, this is on like Netflix. Mid-80s, like 19, 2004. Or... 2004. Oh, this is recent. Ron oh, Artest. Okay. Uh, Steve, uh, Steven Jacks, um, uh, well, yeah, the Pacers versus, um, Ben Wallace, regardless, ultimately I can put a synopsis real quick is a couple players, Ron Artest and Ben Wallace Mm. get into it on the court as basketball players do. We gave him a hard foul because there was a foul earlier. There's a rival between teams. It's just pushing, pushing and shoving as should happen. Like, You'll find that, like, these guys are friends. They're all pro athletes. Of course, you get chippy on the court, but then some scumbag from the audience throws a beer and just lands on Ron Artest's face, and he runs out. He thinks he knows who threw it. He runs up, just runs by that guy by one person, and just decks this guy sitting next to him, right? Because he thinks he threw a beer at him. And then all shit breaks loose. The, The crowd just starts attacking these basketball players and one guy comes out and like just stare this tiny little guy comes out and just stares down jermaine o'neill i don't remember him as a basketball player but 
first of all, he's an amazing basketball player, but like he's a pro basketball player. Yeah. And this little guy's like, bring it. So he's like, so he runs because this guy like starts, got his fists up and he's going to defend himself. And everybody's like, thank God he slipped on that spilled beer because you see him wind back and try and punch him. Jermaine O'Neal tries to punch this Mm -hmm. guy and he slips and they're like, if he connected with that guy, he would have killed him. Shattered that man. Yeah. Um, so it just man. it it descends into madness. These bumbling cops can't do anything about it. They go up to Reggie Miller and basically try and arrest him. And he's like, "I'm on the team," because he's he's he had like a too good. broken finger, so he was in a suit. So they were just going after black people, and this like Reggie Miller in a suit. They're like, it's "Get him, Reggie Miller!" Yeah, you know Reggie Miller exactly. You, if you work in a basketball arena, you know Reggie Miller's face. Well, they didn't. They didn't do anything, and that. then the, all the fallout was like, "Look at these thugs! They're bringing a thug mentality." Basically, they're like, "Look at a sport full of black people. All they want to do is fight and cause trouble." Meanwhile, they don't say anything about hockey games. They don't say anything about brawls at baseball games. Like, but these guys are all thugs. They throw the book at them. And now all this new footage gets released later mm-hmm. that just shows yeah. that these guys are like, they're, they're defending probably themselves. minutes away from it getting way worse. Like, they throw a chair at Jermaine O'Neal's head. Like, these guys, like, get out, but it could have been way, way worse. And everything got put on them. So you see. Under the- yeah. I was just going to say, under the, in any other setting, like, you paid tickets to watch this. Right. You are paying for these people to entertain you. Like, if you throw a chair at someone in a bar. Right. And that guy breaks your fucking neck. He doesn't go to jail because you hit him in the face with a fucking chair. Exactly. He defended himself. You somehow get a pass because it's entered, like. I I hate the Pacers or the exactly Pistons or whatever right. side of the line it is. Like I want I hate him. He's too good. I want to hurt him. And then if he hurts you, like he's fucking done. And that's how it's been for the longest but if time. He's in the streets, he would fucking. You're uh, sorry. Right. He don't. Well, they're gonna send your corpse to jail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's so, how culpable you are of this fucking. Well, these guys, so the Pacers were supposed to win the whole, there was like, pretty much everybody's like, that's one of the best teams that's been around in the last Mm -hmm. 50 years. They were heads above tails in front of everybody else. And they got suspended like crate, like Ron Artest got suspended for an entire year, which was unheard of. All this, Reggie Miller was like, I retired at the end of that year because I was like, we could never recover from that image what and did. what hit, yeah. how the team got hit. Because didn't Ron Artest change his name? Was that in that time when he came back and it was like he was World Peace or whatever? Meta World like Well, he, yeah, because he was. Meta World Peace? Yeah, he started working with like, like he he had PTSD from that shit. Cause That's what I was like saying. Like an entire like stadium was attacking the him. The game as Ron Artest and came back as another person. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and ended up going to like a ton of therapy and like actually got like diagnosed with he was actually seen this is my favorite because i was like ooh, i'd be so pissed at like the fight between him and ben wallace were was kind of breaking up right but they were like going at each other chippy and apparently and ron artest talks about this our meta world artest as he goes by now he's talking about this he's like in my anger management once you become cognizant that you are in the thick of it 
do whatever you can to step back and count to 10, right? So what he does is they're like face to face and he steps back, but he lays on the scorer's table and puts his arms behind his head like he's laying back taking a Mm – and you can see him. You can see him doing like a one, two. But to Ben Wallace, it looks like he was like, like this guy's not even fucking worth it. I'm going to go take a nap because I got no worries about this guy. So you see Ben Wallace just fucking – foaming but that's when the dude throws the beer and just lands right on him but it's like yeah it's all bullshit and the reason i was going back to that is like you have no divide or like there's no separation like these people that are just like pawns for your entertainment you know what i mean like you can't throw a beer at another human being it's just like val kilmer like Mm -hmm. like why are you like doing this to him like why are you giving him 10 things to sign you know, for the same shit, like, or why did you put him in this, like, box? Because cause well, you just feel entitled to. Abstraction, it's like doing, like, going to cons, like, going to comic cons and, like, having tables. I remember this, like, vividly. It was still when we were in New York. We went to Asbury Park Comic Con, mm-hmm. which is fucking fantastic. And we got a table next to this brilliant artist, Cliff Chang. Fucking if you like comics, buy everything he makes because he's the fucking best. And he was such an awesome dude to have a booth next to. Yeah. And at the time, he was in the thick of doing like a a, a run of Wonder Woman with uh, Brian Isrello. Oh, okay. Of 100 Bullets. Oh, wow. And it was just like, so everybody was just coming and they would come with literally every book every he comic, drew yeah. from that run. And he signed them all. Like, he was such a sweetheart about it. But it just becomes that abstraction. I was like, why do you need him to sign every single comic that you own that he drew? Right. you're just going to put it back in the Mylar, put it back in a box, and just, it like, it's just this weird, like, but it was, he had a moment, because then this guy had him for... 15 minutes while he signed every book and just like you're mine for now and then i take your signature and your stuff and put it back in my little box it was i don't know it's just that you need that like you're mine for now yeah so you would never do that you would never time is so precious not even talking about signatures like just a random person on the street like yeah you should be obliged to give me your time for 15 let alone sign if you cornered a person a random person at you as hans freiwald were at the grocery store and you're like i like the cut of this guy's jib and you back this person into a corner and you're like i'm gonna talk to you for 15 minutes and then you get to leave You'd be in jail. <laughs> Prison Dean would have you by the oh, have you by the academic short hairs for sure. This guy's a chatter. Put him on the old acting team. <laughs> Put him in the smart race. No, um, but it's like, yeah. Why do you need a signed picture of Val Kilmer? And it's like I'm, I'm not to take away because Val Kilmer needs that. Oh no, and revenue. it's cool. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I'm talking about like the autograph hounds. Like I would love to yeah. go meet Val Kilmer. And if I had some, I'm not, a, I'm not much of an autograph 
person anymore. I Me was either, in the past, either. so I probably wouldn't. But maybe that's the norm. Maybe that's like, so maybe I'd have him sign something. I don't know. But it would be like, I wouldn't have anything. So it would be like a coupon I have in my wallet. And that's insane. But it'd be cool to meet Val Kilmer, especially now, because he's... Uh, oh, it was awesome. And I will say, I know what has always him, say. stuck with me, because you and I, as anyone who's listening knows, we grew up in fucking Watertown. We're both baseball nerds. And so much of the classic history of baseball, it's in the DNA is the autograph. Sign the ball. Get the sign. Yeah, the yeah. Do you get, the, get the signature. Get the signature. Get the signature. So that's what I grew up with. And then working in the comic book store, the collectible store, it's like, oh, autographs, this, autographs, that. And it wasn't until, like, getting deeper into sports and listening to Bill Russell talk. Yeah. When he would just, he was just like, I'm not going to sign anything. Right. Because his thing was, like, you can come up to me, like, let's have an experience. Right. And then you, you go. But because so much of it was like, you stick something in the guy's face, he signs it, and you leave, and then you don't, that you don't nothing live there. in the moment. And that was one of those first sort of abstract instances where I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like he's not saying, "Don't approach me, don't tell me you love the Celtics, don't tell me you d- d- like come up, say hi," but then take that moment that we have with you yeah try and make it interesting and then go what about a picture because how I'm do you feel about the picture you... uh, i guess a picture's cool i guess as long as it's not intrusive when isn't it though but it pictures the same thing it's the same it's the modern version of the autograph right it really is it's just it really proof is of, it's proof of an encounter um when it should be the story right but like I guess that's you and I were nerds, so we we're storyteller nerdy people. We love the to embellish an experience. But if you're not that type of person, you're like, I need proof, notarized, and then I get to leave. And you go, Brad Pitt. See, look, Brad Pitt, verified, done. Yeah, I I just can't think of a place other than a comic con where they're in a booth standing for pictures or autographs. I just don't see a point. Well, a Comic-Con or Comic-Con adjacent where it's not intrusive, right? And again, I don't think saying I dig your stuff. I think that's mm-hmm. important. I think it's weird when you don't because yeah, like he a... know they know he, she, they know that you yeah. know because you haven't like the eye contact or whatever. They know that you know that you probably dig something they do or know who they are. So yeah. when you button up, it's it's almost stranger. Well, it's like sort of like a philosophical divide and i think like comic cons in particular are the best way to like look at it in because there's a comic con that focuses on comics though in the traditional sense of like you go there to buy comics you go there to meet an artist and you can pay them for their art right whether it be a floppy copy a trade paperback or literally pay them extra premium and buy the pages they drew. Oh, yeah. Or right. have them draw you something while you're at the con. Sure. So there, there's the interaction, and you're enriching them, they're enriching you. And you get to take something, they get to take something, and then you go. And that's the classic traditional comic con. Sure. And then there's the autograph con, 
which is like I show up dressed as steampunk Godzilla and <laughs> Very cool. go ask Val Kilmer for a kiss on my cheek and then get <laughs> yeah. a tattoo All right, of it. That's like, not not intrusive. If every so that's my go to now from now on. Any celebrity like, oh my god, I love and they'll be like, All right, here comes the picture autograph I'll be like Kiss me. Can, kiss can you kiss me on me the cheek? On the cheek? <laughs> That's the flex. No, right who, here. I, I wonder who you'd get. You might get somebody. I wonder. You, I, I would, would not. In the era of COVID, get more people than you. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, like, let's level the playing field, and if it was no Cousins. COVID involved, uh, I think people you get more kisses than you wouldn't. You'd get no's. I think you like, might. Which, what would your go-to be if you say kiss on the cheek? Would it be a nux? Oh, would, instead your, of a kiss? What's the alternative? I... Uh, uh, nothing? <laughs> well, yeah, knuckles. Knuckles are good. If I, I were in a position in where a stranger asked me to kiss them on the cheek, especially COVID era, you definitely don't do that. I uh, think I would oh, this guy, like me, New York City, me, like bartender, me, just to like move the line along. I'm like, yeah, give you a peck on the cheek. No problem. What if so you... why wouldn't you if you were in like I'm Hans Freiwald from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You're like, you got nothing else to do. I'm kissing everybody. I hope we end up getting a jerk practice booth in the year 2050 because we're making that shit a kissing booth. Oh yeah, and we're selling. We'll, we'll pay you one dollar, and you we're get to selling. Meet me and I give you a buck. We're selling pies that are just whipped creams, <laughs> and underneath <laughs> it's your favorite one. Of, one of the members spread butt cheeks. It's just crumbled, crumbled graham cracker crust, whipped cream. Yeah, and then a a body a body photograph. A body photograph. This is what got us put in jail to begin with. Oh my god! Because wasn't that the bit in Nerds? That's what I'm talking was, about. They bought the pies. Yeah, of course. Because then ogres like I was picking up what you're putting down. Ogres eating pies like crazy, and it's just I was always <laughs> like, "There's where my head is. There's where my head is." Always. It's like that's not a pie. There's no substance. There's how dare you're they pay for that ogre. pie? It's whipped cream <laughs> in a tin. And he it was just slopping it up. Yeah. I was like, I know Ogre's dumb, but Ogre's not that dumb. Ogre is not paying full price for... He's not paying full price for half-filled pies, that's for sure. For Betty's boobs underneath? Come on. That movie was was dirty. That might have been full full frontal Betty. (laughs) Spread those cheeks, like (laughs) you said. Getting starfish on that one. Oh, man. Uh, Let's see. Man, we went down the... Yeah, Val, anyways, watch Val. Oh, it's amazing. Joy work. Also, joy work. speaking of when we were just, like, you know, pondering down the path of, like, autographs and stuff, it did make, the movie made me sad, and Ash brought it up, and I was like, holy shit, you're totally right, honey. Like, home movies are a thing of the past. Oh, I know, I know, Because yeah. of the smartphone. Yeah, and, yeah. The whole, yeah, exactly like on this thread we're on. Like, it won't exist until another generation. Like, our kids may rediscover, because they haven't existed for generations, Yeah, the home video, like, the idea of... 
it's so reality so disposable now and for like and it's so filtered and edited now right but it, it so it's disposable in the sense that if you just take photos all the time which I can be guilty of, certainly not like a lot of people, it just goes into, it gets added to so much that it's disappeared. It goes into a pit of thousands and thousands and thousands of images. So maybe eventually my wife's good about it. She'll go through and then actually order, like send it away and get hard copies of some photos, say like 100 photos out of Mm -hmm. 10,000. So it's disposable in that way. Actual video for people that post videos online, they're disposable in that way because if you're into yeah. that world, you're probably posting one a day and they just slowly get pushed yeah. to the back like a file cabinet, right? And then you lose your phone and eventually your account gets goes away or a new platform comes up and it just kind of yeah. disappears. And that's, that's a shame because all of that dearth, you'll find out that Val Kilmer has literally kept everything a he's bunker. created – into a in a bunker and you go back and you see all this old home videos and that's yeah i think unfortunately that's gone away it's not a spoiler but i was like this is why the the idea of home movies shouldn't go away i don't do it right and it's sort of for me it's kind of like i never kept a diary because i'm too self-conscious because i was always like what if someone reads it it's not good enough but that's not the point i could never get past the point you're james buchanan yeah so it's like the home movie i was like it should be it should look cool like there's actually home videos of me as a child directing my grandfather to take a home video right that's that's awesome no you got you need to shoot this do this do this go here because i like so there's just a, a divide but i loved that about val the documentary is val kimmer was just like i'm going to just document it. And you can watch it. And it, you were mentioning Top Gun. And that was the moment I was like, oh, man, he's got a magic with this camera because it's him and the rest of the, the Iceman crew. Right. And they're clearly just in between scenes, like chilling in Val Kilmer's trailer or someone's trailer. And he's got his camera out. And the guys are a little bit rigid. A little stiff, yeah. A little stiff, and he's just filming them, and just, they slowly, like, open up, and then it becomes exactly like you like from, like, a tour, it's like a tour video. Sure. From music, you know, like, just, hey, man, we're here, we are in Detroit, and these guys slowly go from, like, stiff actors between takes to just, like, loopy, crazy kids, and the scene evolves to the, the guy goes out in between the trailers, and he's screaming, like... Tom Cruise, you blow, or whatever. Like, it just, he was able to capture that, but also pull it out of people. I don't think anybody, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) My favorite of all, I was like, this is why home videos never need to go away, and people need to do it, is on the set of Dr. Moreau. Oh, yeah, that's good. And you, and they only had, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, there's only one, one home video of fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah. That they put in the documentary, and it's fucking the best. Perfect. And Val right. Kilmer's like, I'm looking for Marlon. I'm looking for Marlon. I'm looking for Marlon. Have more story, and you come back to the Moreau era, and they do it. And he's like, we found Marlon in fucking classic Marlon Brando style. Just laid out in a hammock, 
just like just chilling in the breeze. I don't know where they are, Madagascar, Sri Lanka, where I think they're Australia, yeah. And Val Kilmer comes up, he's like, I found Marlin, the elusive Marlin. He just goes, Push me, would ya? Give me a push. Now doesn't he and Val Kilmer yeah. Val asks him question and he's like, Yes, yes. Just give give me a Give push. me a shove. Give me a shove. Just, he just wanted to be pushed in the breeze. And it's like Optima Marlin. That's Marlon Brando for me. Forever. Perfect. I gotta tell you, I me a shot. there's two guys who get real loosey goosey with that home video camera. Mm-hmm. Probably the loosest we've seen. I was like, oh, cool. Like actors aren't always like thespians in front of a camera because this is this is most go to guys go tos when they're like, I what do I do for a camera? I I could watch a season of this. Yeah. So uh, one of old Val's first, you know, roles, he's in a theater production on, um, I, I don't think it's Broadway, might be Broadway, but New York theater production. He's got the main role. You soon find out, oh, he gets pushed to the next role because old Kevin Bacon's in it. And then, oh, he gets pushed to the third lead because old Sean Penn's in it. And he comes into Sean the dressing Penn. room, see young Sean Penn, see Kevin Bacon. They're like, hey, Val, what's going on? And then I guess they probably ran out of conversation because the next shot is just them in slow unison mooning the camera to back balls moon. And you're just like, yeah, Kevin Bacon and Sean Penn's ball? Like, what are they mooning the camera? It's because eventually you're like, what do I do in front of a camera? They show my butt, my bare butt. <laughs> it's like, I love it. Oh, it's perfect. But capture forever. It's great. But in the other one, I thought you were going there because I was like, just cement him in my heart as also amazing is when they, he, they play the clips of Tombstone and oh, it's just yeah. giggly Kurt Russell. Going, giggly. Ah, let's, go, let's go in this trailer. Bring the camera, Val. Come on. That's you're just so like, good. You are even better than I even dreamed of. How about old like, Val? Let's go put his hand in some hot water. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Just like beautiful pranks. That's all I can see is him like. Like, let's make fake pies and put dirty pictures underneath. Come on, Val! It's, it is cool, like, how he captures, too, because he captures everything on location. Like, when they show Top Gun, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a fucking production. Mm-hmm. And when they show Tombstone, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, these guys are in trailers, but they're on an island, basically. They're in the middle yeah. of nowhere, you know what I mean? They're in the middle of the desert. It's really, really cool. Uh, I was going to say Kurt Russell. Oh, uh, I mean, everybody should go watch Val, but there's an amazing yeah. scene. If you're a Tombstone fan, like the last one of the last scenes you see Val Kilmer playing Doc Holliday, like in his deathbed, Val Kilmer's just like <laughs> very actor. He's just like, put me on a bed of ice because I want to feel how icy our relationship is towards the end. You're like, that's a fucking strong scene, too. All right. Bag of ice. There you go. And then they play the scene, and you're like, oh, that yeah, it it's got me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, what else? I should. I didn't even check my notes. We just I got my notes. Oh, never good when you got a... I fixed the toilet yesterday. Heart Thank good you. fix. Dr. Toilet is back. He's back, baby. Back, baby. Almost was a disaster, because I was missing a valve. Because I was like, I got oh, it. I fucking fix this toilet. Or a gasket or something. I fix this toilet. 
But I like a turn on the water and then underneath the toilet just I was like, oh my God, because there's no <laughs> coming back. Working. Meanwhile, I'm like, my wife is going to think I'm such a hero because I've fixed the toilet that I haven't fixed for four months. So we've only <laughs> been using another toilet. Or if you use that toilet, you manually turn the water on and off because it was just oh, continually running. A good move. Yeah. But it was uh, finally got her figured out. It was a gasket on the water valve, not the new part I put in. So it was on the old piece. So I got it fixed. Toilet is fixed, up and oh, running. Nothing beats that that toilet fix when you're like, someone's like, I don't think this toilet's ever stopped running. You're like, I'll give it a gander. <laughs> and because we were staying in a in a cabin the, a few months ago, and it was. Uh, Ash's mom was on the ground floor, which had its own bathroom, and then we were up a floor. That's where Harvey, Ash, and I stayed. And it was just like, you know, one of those where you're trying to get to sleep and you're... Oh, I know which part. Yeah. And it's... In my younger years, I'd have been like, I don't care. I'll just fall asleep. But as an old man now, as a dumb dad, I'm like, that's water money. That's serious. That's water money. Big just time water money. Through. That fucking toilet just flushing nickels down that toilet. <laughs> Which is the worst. Then it was like, okay, I think we can get past it. And then, of course, you use it and it won't flush. Just that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, tank won't fill. Got it. <laughs> Check it out. You know, dumb dad fix. And I'm like, we can't quit. Something's off. Oh, yeah, well. I'm just going to fill this gallon water jug, and if you need to take a dump, just <laughs> put it in the tank. <laughs> so that was my quick fix, because I was like, whew. Well, couldn't replace the the chain, because the chain doesn't need to be replaced, which in New York I replaced with an old pair of headphones once. Of course. Yeah. Because I was angry at the headphones, and I was like, you know what, motherfucker? You're going You're to the, the toilet tank. chain now. <laughs> I'd hate to see that brave little toaster episode. <laughs> so we do it. I was like, honey, I don't know. It's broken. We got to leave a note for the, you know, the groundskeepers. <laughs> it was just <laughs> the fucking chain was too long and it kept uh, slopping underneath. And I figured out, of course, the last day. Sure. So I was like, you know, big hero walks out, fix the toilet. <laughs> I'll take that gallon jug of water downstairs. <laughs> There's a, there's something about daddom. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, the toilet tank water was as equally as gross as the bowl water. But when yeah. you're a dad and you pop that porcelain top off the tank, oh. you can be up to your armpits in that water. You don't oh, give a shit. That's tank water. It's tank, tank water. Tank that's water. water. That's not poop. That's rust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. That ain't black mold. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh my god, yeah. And then the other thing I look I think it's the most bundiest thing about me is like and I think it's New York. I pop a toilet tank, like some guys look at classic cars. Like <laughs> I pop that toilet tank, sit down and take a look. No no need no chain. Oh the the rubber. That's good, that's good. I'll see. I should have been a plumber, basically. I think my obsession with Mario Brothers as a kid was like that was my in the multi, I'm just always a plumber. Plumber, tank expert. Tank guy. Yeah. I got to call my tank guy. <laughs> I got a good <laughs> my, tank my guy. My pager goes off. I'm literally sitting at a, it's been like, a, it's been housework the last couple of days. Like I'm sitting at an angle, like here, like mm -hmm. leaning because my back hurts because they're coming to like power wash 
the house, but also the driveway and the sidewalk and stuff. Okay. And the power washer is like, uh, told my brother, he's like, yeah, but I mean, there's no need to power wash your driveway because it's so overgrown. Why would I do that? So <laughs> what happens? The weeds. Right. So what happens for those of you that don't have to deal with this shit, thank God, is there's something out there called an edger. And where your lawn meets concrete, you put an edge there because there's these weeds they'll grow over and it'll eat into your area. So if you have a concrete driveway, you want to utilize all of it, whether you play basketball in there, it's your driveway. So <laughs> if you don't do that, it keeps growing. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, there's no, I guess if you want to, you know, cut that back, I could do the, and you're hiring a guy. So you want him to get it all done at once. You want that shit done. Um, so I went out there, but I don't have an edger. So an edger would be something like, think of like a saw on a pole and you just mm-hmm. go along and it's measured and it's like, uh, uh, calibrated. So you just push a wheel along your cement and it cuts those weeds and puts an edge on your lawn. If you don't have that, use a nice string trimmer, time. turn it to the side. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and that's, that's the one I do. So I've been outside since 8 a.m. like trying to beat the heat. But if you just have a string trimmer, which did the trick, she's not going to look oh, as yeah. clean. But all it does it. is just kick dirt up at you constantly at your face yeah. like just like just 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 throwing rocks at your face non-stop and so i've been out doing that but then like it's so overgrown like literally you'll see i was like oh wow it's like six inches on each side and it's so thick and strong that you got to get down so i'm using like a kitchen knife going down <laughs> for this whole thing cutting a cake so I'm literally now as I'm finally sitting with you, I'm like just on a hunch. I can just feel my back tightening Get that permanent up. Stoop. Oh my god! You know, I think it's going to be a condo life for me down the road. I condo, no yard work. I'm going to be a golden over girl. Yard work duty. Um, it's it's doable. Thank God I got podcasts in the chamber. Sure. But other than that, it's. It's a thankless. It's thankless. And you get it. It messes with your perception. Because normally when I didn't have to mow the yard, Ash would be like, our yard looks gross. I hope the landlord comes. And I was like, eh, who cares? Landlord's problem. Right. But now I'm like, we've lost grass, like actual planted grass to weed grass. This grows faster than this. Ah, God, I got a mower, and I got half a charge on the mower charge, so I could do quadrant. It's like it's like I'm patent, like taking tanks into Germany. I'm just waiting for the BTK. My, I just want to avoid the BTK of the neighborhood bringing the ruler to the fucking grass. That's when you give him the edger right to that mustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God! And it was just such a so you kicking up all that dirt. So basically, I just made like a pig pen dirt pile and all the neighbors are drinking it's 8 a.m on a monday they're going to work mondays are my day yeah. off and they're just like this fucking guy better have a blower or something because this is a catastrophe i'm <laughs> <laughs> just getting looks and like the looks were like uh hi it's like oh son of a bitch i look like a human bumpus's hounds so when i'm mowing the lawn i'm not bagging it that's extra steps it's just 
Fuck yeah. It's just clippings everywhere. I'm ankle <laughs> deep in green grass. You anybody ever to... ask you about those clippings? It's good for the lawn. Exactly. That's free can... fertilizer. Look how precise my edges are, baby. I'm an artist. Oh yeah. This is edge. It looks like a football field except it's dying. Ugh. And I the the trimmer or something happened with it, so the string kept going in. So I got about Short 3 minutes of trimming. And then I have to open it up and restring it, and it kept happening and happening. And finally, Meg came out because I think she saw me in the window. Like, just, just pity me because I'm trying to fucking do this shit. Oh my god, I don't need any help. Like, actually, need a lot of, it, but I don't need it. Oh, and then the other part. This is here's your here's your classic dumb dad. Yeah, Ugh, cheap dad, dumb dad. Is we had like, like there's a pest control guy that comes, but like they always seem to like kind of not do it. And my um, father-in-law is like, got to do a perimeter spray yourself inside and outside. So I bought a pesticide, like it's a jug, Mm -hmm. like Ortho Man, and you spray around the house and then you spray in the inside of the house, right? And it's whatever chemical it is. I was like, all right, I got to do it. This Ortho stuff's $14.98. All right. Same jug with the wand. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the chemical? I look at the chemical makeup. And I was like, <laughs> read the ingredients. You're like, and I'm like, this specticide brand via IE Walmart's brand is six ninety eight. That's a, it would be negligible of me not to purchase. What's the ounceage? Same ounce, same gallon, two oh, gallons. Two. So I got one and that's <laughs> when you find out what you're paying for because the ortho one gives you the wand, excuse me, gives you the mm-hmm. wand and a good three feet of hose to oh, hold sure it, hose. get down there and spray it. The fucking Walmart <laughs> brand. And next time anybody's <laughs> at Walmart, look at spectricide or whatever. They give you, I swear to God, I'm being generous. If I say six inches to a little spray nozzle, so I was down there spraying, and Casey, if you oh, side split me to a video of a World War One soldier getting mustard gas, I was spraying this, <laughs> and I was like, literally, and I wasn't like putting it on. I was like, I'm gonna cough up blood right now because it just like disperse. It's a it's a dispersal, whatever. Just put it in the air. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like you trying to put it together and I was like wait there's no other way to do it like I can only have six inches to spray this <laughs> yeah. so put your face right down into it and then I put on a mask because we got a million masks but I put on just the mask we've been wearing which mm-hmm. just instantly collected all this chemical and made it worse <laughs> <Yeah>. and I <gasps> ripped this mask off and finally I got like an N98 <laughs> or whatever that had been in the corner of the garage for four years but I was like oh so you're paying for your health you're paying yeah. for an extra year of your life that's what that $10 is same chemical right. same you, everything when you see those ads on late night TV as we are all want to do when it's like when someone was using ortho ortho short grain and now they have mesothelioma right like who gets that and it's like it's the guy with the short squirter that's me oh my god i still feel it now when i eat um my tongue stings like anytime i've eaten food in the last 24 hours like my tongue tingles 
So I'm like still waiting for it to get through my system. I'm like, great. <laughs> great. I need a new tongue. And no, it's I don't COVID. have COVID. I ain't getting a tongue transplant. I got Spectre. I got Walmart brand pestis. I'm like, oh, yeah. Short nozzle. Thick. Yeah. Oh, I got to get a little thick Walmart brand ox tongue. God damn it. So anybody oh, out there, I guess spend the 10 bucks is what I'm saying. Yeah, do it. Spend the extra course. 10. That little extra, little extra bit but of freedom. What, that's, I've always talked about it. You buy a Walmart soda, there's no fizz. You buy a Walmart pant, it's got weird pockets. <laughs> Too short. It's Too like, long. why do they, well, I get the short hose, like I guess, but you're not saving that much money not, on hose length. You're not saving six, that, that extra Ten hose bucks. is not six dollars worth of hose. They hose me. They, you got a whole literal. And mesothelioma. Uh, and, and right, exactly. Your tongue is broken forever. I You'll want COVID to so I don't sour. have to taste this <laughs> pesticide. <laughs> At least they can blame it on COVID. God damn. Not my thriftiness. Well, I, speaking of dumb dadedness, mm-hmm. it was um, you got back. You, you had been on a vacation Indeed. as have I. And I didn't touch on it last week, but the day after, the day before we potted was my first day back at work. Yeah. So in classic Midwestern bar barman fashion. Sure. Like you return and everything has changed. So I was like, ah, welcome back. And, you know, like this guy works in the kitchen now. This person's out here. Like you got to wear pants on your, for a shirt and shirts for your pants. Of course. But you just roll with the punches because it's it's a bar. It's Shit just work. Happens. Yeah, got to be fluid. So I I show up and I'm the clo- I'm closing to spare you all of the nerdy office style details. So I show up and the guy that's there who opened was like, "All right, you got this. I'll see you later." I was like, "Okay, cool. I guess it's all me. Got it. Got it." And because we just been on vacation, feel extra guilty. Have that Midwestern guilt of, of course. Well, I gotta work twice as hard now because I gotta going. make it up. Yeah, gotta make it up. So the shift goes by like normal, and I gotta start cleaning and closing and doing all that shit. And as a man who's pushed a mop in his day, uh huh, I go to. I'm like, cool. I'm checking the time. I'm like, I'm making good time, baby. Nothing's nothing feels better than closing a bar when you know you're on the cutting edge. Of course. And you're like, I'm going to hit this shit. I'm going to lock that door. Ten minutes. I'm out of here. Count that money. Boom. Let's go. And I'm on that edge. The guy left. I'm like, I got it. I started everything early. Go get the mop. Start cleaning. I'm like, this is a cheap ass fucking mop. (laughs) And someone who's never pushed a mop before, there's a fucking difference. You damn right. You need a nice, a, a good, a Walmart mop is like a. Like a thrift store raggedy Ann and Andy hair. Just mm-hmm. they just pushing it, it around. It's basically an old sweater. <laughs> right. But a good mop got some sturdy. You can scrub. You can do all that. So I'm overcompensating because I'm cleaning the bathrooms and I'm checking garbage. I'm like, there's still dirty baby diapers in here. Don't clean this bathroom in two days. Thank God I'm back. <laughs> Thank yeah. God dad's back in town. <laughs> cleaning these bathrooms like a champ. Clean, wiping everything, mopping, got that hard mop, because it's a shitty mop. You gotta put that extra stoop in the back. Oh, no. So I'm scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. I'm on the, like, back nine, looking at 
hole in one, 18th hole, going to close 10 minutes after, and I'm fucking pushing this mop. And because it's so shitty and disintegrated, it has one of those last little Indiana Jones whip hairs. I push it. Hooks on something. Give it a tug. I'm like, piece of shit, mop. Just put your back into it, dad. Give her a tug. (laughs) So I tug and it turns into the strongest thing in the world. And I tug it and the fucking dishwasher pivots fucking 45 degrees and 50 glasses fall <laughs> like behind the dishwasher oh into the God. sink and onto the floor and I like the meme the Hitler meme shaking hand <laughs> I literally took my glasses off because I was like no no I was 10 I had the hot 10 I was out of here 10 after <laughs> Ten after, oh man! And, like shakingly took my glasses off, and then was just like, you know, gaze on what you have wrought, and just spend another hour fucking cleaning, and, like, because they're water glasses, so you got to wash the glasses. Like, I literally contemplated, like, I guess I don't work here. Anymore. I'm gonna quit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like that's how much work was ahead of me, and I was like, how much do I care? Acapulco. I'll send you a text. Hey, left a mess last night. I had. That is so fucking. But it was like saw. Like it couldn't have been. It was behind everything. And I looked into the sink and it was like, I was like a second. Also Rand Wahlberg. I had to physically pick broken glass out of a fucking aluminum sink with whiskey in the bottom. Oh, perfect. Oh, I was like, welcome back to reality i had i i i basically had that on vacation too because with so i was in maine you were in disney i hadn't left from vacation but this ruins your vacation ultimately this ends it early Mm -hmm. like you should just because when you rent a beach house up here our guy's like hey and it's and it's super affordable to only rent but he's like to keep costs down i don't bring in a cleaning company everybody's responsible to clean at the end So the truth is, when you're in a place for two weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't think it, but you fucking, you're going to the beach every day. Like, that shit gets dirty. Especially you yeah. got two yeah, kids, yeah. you got dogs, you know, like, of course. Yeah. So your vacation, our vacation that you leave on Saturday, your vacation is done Friday morning, right? Because you got to clean oh, yeah, that shit. Yeah. So we're cleaning, and not to get into it, like, not to bitch about my kids, but Dell has like taken a turn so she lost her mind like four days ago it's hot we're in this basement apartment she yeah. not only can she not be put down anymore even when you're holding her like she can't get comfortable she so it. she's crying crying yeah. crying the apartment is closing in on us the dogs are barking everything we're having to go in and out now so the dogs bark every time we go in and if Dell finally falls asleep she wakes up right yeah. so we hustle though we get it we clean all day Friday mm-hmm. and we're like we got a long ass drive, Meg. Like, let's fuck it. Yeah. Let's say our goodbyes tonight and we will leave because it's Crash. New England. Like, think sure. like Nantucket. Think in the, the southern mm-hmm. Maine. Like, everybody leaves on Saturday, but everybody comes in same time. And yeah, traffic right. just, you go through New York City. So, New York oh is God, about three, about three and a half hours Jersey away. And New York? Yeah. So, but so the New York trip, for example, when we used to live in New York, when we would leave at 
like 10, we would literally not get to New York City sometimes until like 5 or 6. Like that's how bad the traffic can be. But it's only a few hours away. So we're like, we got to miss it. We have the longest drive ever. So we got out of there at 5 and we're like, we're leaving at 5 in the morning. So we have to be done. But everything has to be clean, especially with us because it's like that dude can be like, you know what? With your dogs and everything, like find somebody else, which mm-hmm. again would be understandable. So we do it. We fucking clean. It's spotless. Yeah. It's ready. Meg's finally like, I can't clean anymore. I ha- I'm the only one that can her. She lays in the bed, and I'm like, All right, I got this. I'm gonna finish cleaning. Just like you, I'm fucking done. In the bathroom. Oh, you know what? Going down. We put an extra baby blanket over this little window because, mm-hmm. as Meg pointed out to me, she's like. Hans, if I can see out, everybody can see us taking a dump in. I was like, bullshit. This is one of those ones where you can see out but can't see in. I go outside. I was like, for nine years, if you wanted to watch me take a shit, you could have. So I put a little baby blanket over it, over this little curtain rod. Fucking I'm done. Bathroom. Just did my lax Clorox wipe on the toilet. I'm like, what you could have done was left the baby blanket. (laughs) I feel I was like, like, oh, I forgot the, I forgot the blanket. So I go, start unrolling. It's like, oh yeah, we really, (laughs) we doubled it up. Oh yeah, yeah. So fucking finally I'm like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, cause it's on a rod. But what I don't realize, it's one of those rods on a spring that just sits there. You know what I mean? It's not like in the wall. So finally give it a yank, just like you, whole rod comes down, decorative starfish or whatever made out of, (laughs) just fucking goes down hits the toilet shatters into a million pieces dogs kid and it's two in the morning and we're leaving at five and i was just like that's it daddy's on the stick for the drive home turn it over it was perfect pick up the one piece that didn't break turn it over tj maxx i was like oh well place that tj maxx 40 dollars it's just a fish (laughs) it's like i'm gonna lose my mind yeah that was definitely oh, the perfect cap Gives you on the your shakes. vacation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We had to do very similar, like the place we stayed in Florida was not a hotel. It was a, a house, like a, a ARBO or whatever it's called. Right. And same thing, like, <laughs> it's like comedic because they were like, my mom forwarded us all of the like, welcome to our, our, our place. Abode. And it's very, like... The house was insane. Like, it's insane. Like, every room was a themed room. Amazing. There costumes and trinkets and things. It was, like, super cool. And you're like, <laughs> old dumb dad, you get, you're like, ooh, glamour, ooh, glitz costumes. You got a Moana room? You got two Star Wars rooms? Is that a Darth Vader, a full life-size Darth Vader? You can wear his clothes? Amazing. And then you're like, oh, my God. And then. They have a huge theater, like a home theater system, and they're like, we have every Disney movie on the planet. Holy shit. Wow. Xbox, PlayStation, and it's like, oh, shit, this is going to be great. And of course, you read that, they're like, we do not have toilet paper, garbage bags. Oh, yeah. Sheets. <laughs> no sheets. Sheets. Are no, it's just it's like, you're like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So just like you, you spend the entire last evening. Restocking everything. <laughs> scrubbing and, everything. Like, uh, under stuff. That's what we said. We were like, we would pay extra just to have a cleaning company in. Yeah. And that's like the thing. That's what I was thinking about doing the lawn today. I was like, do I, do you just pay extra to have some sh- 
guy who knows what they're doing that has the equipment where it would take an hour to edge your yard and mow it or whatever, you know? But dumb dads don't do that shit. They mow with the mower's handles that are broken that you have to push at your knees, which is again why I'm punched. immediately when I opened it. (laughs) Get get the old ape back. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, but yeah, you're cleaning that and you're like, I should pay. Next year, I'm paying a company to come in. I've already been home a week. I'm like looking at bills. I'm like, not a chance. That, that company is uh, M-E-Me, baby. <laughs> Put that right in my wallet. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. I need a vacation no, so for my vacation. No, it was just that like muttering as you clean stuff. And you're like, what the fuck, do we, the fuck are we doing? I got to clean this. And it was basically like, basically, Ash had said it perfectly. It was like, that's why you stay in a hotel. <laughs> You're already paying for someone to clean it. You just leave it. And that's leave the sheets. You don't have to do the laundry. Mm -hmm. That's what makes all the caveats. She's like, like, "Don't touch this machine. This machine is set this way." And of course, I rolled into the entertainment center, and my nieces are screaming, clamoring for a movie. It's a Harry Potter room. They're jumping on couches. There's a bunk bed that's a castle, and I was like, "You guys want a movie? I got your movie." (laughs) <laughs> beep, boop, 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 boop. just mess with everything because I was like I know how to do stuff I'm a millennial I'm a, I'm a geriatric millennial just cycle through it I was like I fucked up all these settings oh, of course and there's a little of course it was hanging just beyond where I would look but had I taken time to look all the instructions oh right yeah of course on a hook right there so it was like as I look around Guys, I fixed it. Fixed it. <laughs> fixed it. Here's your oh movie. God. Your your Santa paws too. Ah, oh, God. Yeah. Like, well, right you mutter, mutter. That's a good point. That is the muttering. that is the uh, verb of my life now. What is Dad doing? He's muttering. Mut- He's just muttering. That's I I have done it my entire life, and I do it now. <laughs> and Ash is always like, "You're muttering. Why? What are you muttering?" <laughs> I was like, it's not about, and I have to be like, it's not about you guys. It's about Adobe Photoshop, or it's about the lawnmower, or it's about <laughs> right. That's like uh, work. That's like Meg. It's like, are are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Just mowing the lawn on my day off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, <laughs> oh, such an like, asshole! I've never had a day off. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Nice you gotta bite reminder. your muttering tongue. You gotta bite your muttering tongue because I do the same. And it's like, you know, when your kid's like, hey, I want to lay in the bed. I'm like, well, I have to edge the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to my friend on a podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry oh, you're okay. hungry. <laughs> I guess I have to feed the dogs because I have a dog. <laughs> Oh, if only we could all be Val Kilmer's, right? That's why everybody should joy work it. Let's all be more like Val Kilmer. Let's do it. Take a second, watch it. It will make you want to get a video camera. Mm, Which I have, an actual old school with the tape. Cindy, my mother-in-law, left it in this closet over here. I got to bust it out. Got to Amazon some tapes, I suppose. Oh, that'd be the best because as we watched it, Ash was like, oh, my dad had the... He was always on the cutting edge for tech, so he had the, like, you know, NBC sports mm-hmm. style camcorder, 
in which the VCR itself was its own. Oh, you sling it over the shoulder. So you have the recorder and the player. Oh, right there. Attached yeah. To the camera. Amazing. This is a one man movie studio. And I was like, oh, man. that's me. I'd hump that around. I think those I think you could go out and find those pretty affordably. I could just fill a bag of rocks <laughs> tied around my neck and also use the supercomputer that's in my pocket. To right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Again, though, I, I have them, don't got the same look, though. I We were on vacation and friends of ours. They must have taken 500 pictures in the two hours they were visiting the two hours they were on the beach yeah. with us. I can scroll through my camera and I have like 10. I'm like, am I a bad parent? But I'm like, no, I just, I don't. Like, I was like, I just, that's one a day. Perfect. Mm -hmm. If I had a, if I had a film camera, that's, you count those images. Oh, yeah. You you make sure they're perfect. Or you're just like, you know what we're doing? Drinking some Cuervo and whatever comes out on this roll, dude. 25 of them. I got like four rolls of film and I'm too scared to develop them. I'm going to have to, because I don't know. I don't know what era they yeah. are. I don't know whose ball sacks there are or what they are. I can't bring them to So I'm going to have to open my own. I'm going to have to create a film developing studio. <laughs> these four. Your, get the equipment to develop your own photos. It's, yeah. it's too risky. It's too risky. <laughs> they want to send you the who's cow. Right. The well, old school. Back full circle. One. I don't want that shock collar on my neck. <laughs> It'd be tethered to old the Highlander. Well, what do you say? Well, well, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. Let's all remember to be more like Val, huh? Keep those and edges like high Marlin. and tight. I'm Just tight. And bright push. colors. I'm wearing too many grays. That's what Val Kilmer reminds me. Bright mm-hmm. ball caps, nice neon sneakers. Light up the Make world. Make art. Make some fucking art. Whatever in whatever, whatever capacity. Whatever it may be. God's mm-hmm. dental, go for it. Whistle a song. You know, high five somebody. Give them right. an auto. Give someone. Give a stranger your autograph and kiss them on the, the cheek. Lips. and kiss them on the cheek and see the art Make that them. ensues. It's living art. Hand somebody a piece of art and then ask them for a kiss. Say in exchange, kiss me on the cheek. Which the last time I was in Orlando, my mom nearly uh, disowned me because we were at <laughs> so good. So it was like fifteen. 16 maybe or as old we were at an orlando olive garden lovely and uh one of the uh it's not in sync what was the other one 58 degrees above zero or whatever uh uh backstreet boys the one with nick lachey 78 degrees whatever that group was chet from that group was there because i oh, recognized the old guy that was mtv at the time and i broke away from my family and i was like watch me I'm going to, because he was taking, it's like we were talking about earlier to bring it all back. He was taking, he was being very nice and taking photos with fans because they're Orlando based and he's trying to have a dinner in Orlando, whether it be with his bandmates, family, date, who knows. Yeah, sure. People were enjoying his company and the fact that he entertains them. And I was like, I'm going to go up and (laughs) see if he wants my autograph. (laughs) Oh, People circle. None of us are. <laughs> none of us are perfect. We're all growing. Even back then, trying to ruin people's good time. Like, who cares? They like Chet 
from 78 degrees below zero. Like, let him like him. He's like, no, no, I'm going to shit on their good time by big timing. I love that. As I go back to eat my endless soup and salad, I'm like, <laughs> hey, more I need another pepperoni in here. <laughs> one pepperoni, one black olive. It's like me getting that wrestler Glacier's autograph and being like, let me go get his autograph. I'll rip it up in front of him. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> See, again, we're not. Nobody. That's horrible. They're people with feelings that have it's time that need their he own had a time. Super kick. Glacier was the best. Yeah, I would dare I. And it wasn't Glacier. Glacier was next to the Red Power Ranger, and he's cool. But again, I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna spit on it in love front that of him. Flex. I'm oh, thanks for your autograph. autograph, and then rip it up. <laughs> I waited in line for ten hours for this. I fucking hate you. Sign my butt, queer. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm a person. I'm Glacier. Oh. I'm a man. <laughs> former well, school teacher. He was a former prison dean. Oh shit, prison, prison dean. dean. That's a wrestler. Oh, there it, you go. holy shit. That's that is prison dean. Because you're locked up in here with him. Prison and, dean. And you're you're ta- you're the prison dean. You're the manager. Your tag team are the guys with the collars. And they put the collars on Untrap their victims. Oh, so you go. throw them into the ropes, and then the other guy, your guy, gets them. Collars. Someone's him. on the lights. Get a light cue. Oh, there you so go. good. Oh, that's a gimmick match. Ooh, that is a that's beautiful match. Oh man, trademark the collar gimmick. Exploding collar, collar gimmick. Oh, that's good. Oh, and it's got to be enemies. That's Stone Cold and. Tethered to Sting. Sting so cold. Good. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, Let's hit it. Let's do it. Love you, fools. Edge, yeah. edge, high and tight. Hot, keep it tight. And edge sooner than later. Yeah. Don't let it get out of control. <laughs> Don't need those neighbors whispering. It's nearly Halloween time. Where's that serial killer that <laughs> to give him, tell him to mow his lawn? <laughs> Find Gary. Or don't. <laughs> Take those panties out of Gary's mouth and tell him to go <laughs> leave a message. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? I Does just like panties. I'm not a serial killer. I like panties. <laughs> we know, Gary. You tell us every time. You corner me in the grocery store. I don't know what's worse. You should kill people. Then I'd have some respect for you. <laughs> Do something with it. Do something with that fetish. Do something with your life. <laughs> Stop stealing panties and start making them. <laughs> making them. <laughs> he became a leg negligee designer. That that would be yeah, that would be a fun origin story. Stopped making those- them or stopped stealing them and started making them. Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. In the prison of the future, criminal justice will have a deadly twist. Demonstration. Each one of these collars is electronically linked to another prisoner's collar. 
if they're ever separated by more than 100 yards. No bars. No walls. No chance of escape. No joke. Hi, Frank. You remember where those diamonds are yet? I panicked after the job. Dropped the diamonds off at my friend's place. Figured I could pick them up later. Then I got shot. Playing with the dummies, you gotta think like one. I know who your wedlock partner is. Bullshit, how would you know? <laughs> You're my wedlock partner. Oh, no. I get one half for I detonate Ken and Barbie's wedlock collars, then nobody gets their money. Half is good. There's something I have to tell you. Get out of here! I gotta go with her! Deadlock. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> 